to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today we're going to be reading a Russian folktale called The Sea King's Daughter. This is courtesy of a website. Uh, it's called AaronShep.com. Uh, I'll make sure to include a link uh, to the story. Now, of course, as always, you know, I'm... I'm I find a story that I think is nice. I don't actually know if it's uh, a well-known uh, legend or folktale or not, but anyway, it looked like a nice story. So without further ado, let's read The Sea King's Daughter. Long ago, in the river port city called Novgorod the Great, there lived a young musician named Sadako. Every day, a rich merchant or noble would send a messenger to Sadako's door, calling him to play at a feast. Sadako would grab his twelve-string goosley and rush to the banquet hall. There, he would pluck the strings of its instrument till all the guests were dancing. Eat your fill, the host would tell him later pointing him to the table and passing him a few small coins beside. And on such as he was given did Sacco live. Often his friends would ask him, How can you survive on so little? It's not so bad, Sacco would reply. And anyway, how many men can go to a different feast each day, play the music they love, and watch it set a whole room dancing? Sadko was proud of his city, the richest and most free in all of Russia. He would walk through busy market square, lined with merchants in their stalls and teeming with traders from many lands. He never crossed the square without hearing tongues of far-off places, from Italy to Norway to Persia. Down at the piers, he would see the sailing ships with their cargoes of lumber, grain, hides, pottery, spices, and precious metals. <clears throat> and crossing the great bridge over the river Volkov, Sacco would catch the glint from the gilded roofs of a dozen white stone churches. Is there, is there another city such as Novogard in all the world? He would say, is there any better place to be? <clears throat> Yet sometimes Sadko was lonely. The maidens who danced the maidens who danced to his music at the feast would often smile at him, and more than one had set his heart on fire. But they were rich, and he was poor, and not one of them would think of being his. One lonely evening, Sadako walked sadly beyond the city walls and down along the broad river Volkov. He came to his favorite spot on the bank and set his goose in his lap. Gentle waves brushed the shore, and moonlight 
shimmered on the water. My lovely River Volkov, he said with a sigh. Rich man, poor man, it's all the same to you. If only you were a woman, I'd marry you and live with you here in the city I love. Sacco plucked a sad tune, then a peaceful one, then a merry one. The tinkling notes of his grizzly floated over Volkov. All once the river grew rough and strong waves began to slap the bank. Heaven help me, cried Sacco, as a large shape rose from the water. Before him stood a huge man with a pearl-encrusted crown atop a floating mane of seaweed. Musician, said the man, behold the king of the sea. To this river I come to visit one of my daughters, the princess Volkova. Your sweet music reached us on the river bottom, where it pleased us greatly. Thank you, your majesty, stammered Sacco. Soon I will return to my own palace, said the king. I wish you to play there at a feast. Gladly, said Sacco. But where is it? And how do I get there? Why, under the sea, of course. I'm sure you'll find your way. But meanwhile, you need not wait for your reward. Something large jumped from the river and flopped at Sacco's feet, a fish with golden scales. As Sacco watched in amazement, it stiffened and turned to solid gold. Your Majesty, you are too generous. Say no more about it, said the king. Music is worth far more than gold. If the world were fair, you'd have your fill of riches. And with a splash, he sank in the river and was gone. The next morning, Sacco arrived at the market square. Just as the stalls were opening, he quickly sold a golden fish to an astonished merchant. Then hurrying to the piers, he booked his passage on a ship leaving Novgorod that very day. sailed across Lake Ladoga and the Gulf of Finland and into the Baltic Sea. As it sped above the deep water, Sarko peered over the rail. In all the wide sea, he murmured, how can I ever find the palace? Just then, the ship shuddered to a halt. The wind filled the sails, yet the, sh the ship stood still as if a giant hand had grasped it. Some of the sailors cursed in fear, while others prayed for their lives. It must be the king of the sea, the captain cried. Perhaps he seeks tribute, or someone among us. Do not be troubled, called Sacco. I know the one he seeks. 
and clutching his goosely, he climbed the railing. Stop him, shouted the captain. But before any, any could lay hold of him, Sargo jumped from the ship and plunged below the waves. Down sank Sargo, down all the way to the seafloor. The red sun shone dimly through the water above, while, be while before him stood a white stone palace. Sargo passed through a coral gate. As he reached the huge palace doors, they swung open to reveal a giant hall. The elegant room was filled with guests and royal attendants, herring and sprats, cod and flounder, gobbies and sticklebacks, sand eels and sea scorpions, crabs and lobsters, starfish and squid, sea turtles and giant sturgeon. <coughs> ships like toys and giant waves are breaking on the shore. Alarmed, Serko pulled up, pulled a string and told snapped, Your Majesty, my goosley is broken. A shame, said the Sea King, winding, winding to a stop. I could have danced for days, but a fine fellow you are, Serko. I think I'll marry you to one of my daughters and keep you here forever. Your Majesty, said Serko carefully, Beneath the sea, your word is law. But this is not my home. I love my city of Novgorod. Say no more about it, roared the king. Prepare to choose your bride. Daughters, come forth. The river maidens passed and prayed, passed and prayed before Sadako. Each was more lovely than the one before. But Sadako's heart was heavy, and he barely looked at them. What's wrong, musician? The king said merrily. Too hard to choose. Then I'll wed you to the one who fancies you. Behold the princess Volkova. <clears throat> the princess stepped forward. Her green eyes were sparkling, and a soft smile graced her lips. 
she whispered to him. Dear Sadako, at last we can be together. For years I have thrilled to the music you've played on the shore. Volkova, said Sadako in wonder. You're as lovely as a river. I apologize if that noise was in the background. I just noticed the paper was kind of like hitting my uh, my microphone. But Volkova said, "Sacco, wonder you're as lovely as your river." But the sea queen leaned over and said softly, "You are a good man, Sacco. So I will tell you the truth. If you but once kiss or embrace her, you can never return to your city again." That night, Sadako lay beside his bride on a bed of seaweed. She's so lovely, thought Sadako, so charming. All I ever hoped for, how can I not hold her? But time after time, the queen's words came back to him. Never return to your city again. And his arms lay frozen at his side. Dearest, said the princess to Sacco, why do you not embrace me? It is the custom of my city, Sacco stammered. We never kiss or embrace on the first night. <clears throat> then I fear you never will, she said sadly turned away. When Sadako woke in the morning, he felt sunlight on his face. He opened his eyes and saw beside him not the Princess Volkova, but the River Volkov, and behind him rose the walls of Novgorod. My home, said Sadako, and he wept, perhaps for joy at his return, perhaps for sadness at his loss, perhaps for both. The years were good to Sadako. With the money that remained to him, he bought a ship and good enough to fill it, and goods enough to fill it. And so Sadako became a merchant, and in time, the richest man in Novgorod. What's more, he married a fine young woman and raised a family. Many a feast he would hold so he could play his goosley and watch his children dance. Yet sometimes, on a quiet evening, he would walk out of the city. He would walk out of the city alone, sit on the bank, and send his tinkling music over the water. And sometimes, too, a lovely head would rise from the river to listen, or perhaps it was only the moonlight on the Volkov. So that was uh, the Sea King's daughter. It's supposed to be a Russian folktale. I thought it was a really lovely story. And so that's why I chose it for today's episode. Um, if you guys like uh, this type of episode, you can reach out to me at sleepandrelaxasmr at gmail.com. Uh, I also would encourage you to sign up for our newsletter at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. By getting access to the newsletter, you're also getting access to polls, special content, promos, etc. So that's all for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. 
As always, thank you very much for listening, and take care.